Hey, everybody. Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is Joe Crabb, and I have the privilege and honor of being one of your hosts here. And to have you guys joining us uh, as we learn about multi-site student ministry. You know, the vision of this podcast is to help equip churches who are entering into or already have multi-site student ministry. And we hope to share with you guys what we've learned and what we are learning as we make mistakes, figure things out, and have conversations with one another. So uh, I'm excited for today's episode. In our last episode, uh, we talked all about assimilation as we gave thoughts, tips, tricks, and addressed some of the troubles we face as multi-site student ministries when it comes to getting students connected across the campuses. And this episode is kind of a sequel to our last one as we get ready to talk all about follow-up. And like a good sequel, it will have some of the things that you knew, known and loved about the original, uh, as well as building upon that universe here. Uh, and, you know, follow-up is an exciting topic here. Um, so we're ready to hop in and talk all about it. And I am excited to have Gina with me again to have this conversation. Gina, how are you doing? I'm doing great, you know, sun's shining, so that's good. You know, it's funny, Gina and I, you know, we uh, both reside in Michigan on the opposite sides of the state. And uh, you said the sun is shining and I'm looking out my window here and it is gloomy as all get out out here. So um, I'm glad that you are enjoying the sunshine. <laughs> I'm a bit jealous. So. <laughs> And we are uh, always blessed to have Trevor with us, making us sound good and keeping us on track. Trev, how are you doing, brother? Doing great, Joe. Good to have you with us, Trevor. Trevor and I are currently working through our working relationship because Trevor <laughs> is an avid fan of The Office. I have respect for The Office, but I'm more inclined to Parks and Rec. Um, but, you know, Trevor we is- find our middle ground in community. Yes, we are both huge community fans. Bro, listen, actually very sad. I'm kind of emotional today. I've been re-watching Community, and I am scheduled to finish it today. Oh, um, man. It's always sad. It's always yeah. sad. I mean, Community, uh, honestly, it was, it's been my comfort show during the pandemic. So, oh, my 15-year-old is making her way through Community. She adores it, her and my husband. Oh, good. I'm a park, oh. Parks and Rec all the way fan. Office, it, it's not bad. Is that, so you say you're a Parks and Rec fan. Is there a character that you identify with in Parks and Rec? <laughs> uh, Leslie, nope. But who, <laughs> everybody wants to identify with her. I, I, I could see that. I could see that. I don't know who I identify with um, there. Maybe Chris Pratt, but not because he ends up, you know, being a part of Marvel, but. You know, it's kind of hard, you know, being like, I'm the guy who identifies with the guy who fell into a giant pit. <laughs> he, he's very likable. He is. He is a very likable guy. And it is good. It is good to uh, to be here with you guys. Uh, and I'm excited about today's topic to really you know, go hand in hand with last uh, the last episode talking about follow up. So let's dive into it here. So, Gina, will you please share with us? Uh, what is the current follow-up process for students at Harbor Churches? And again, what's aligned? What's contextualized across your campus? Yeah, um, follow-up. Uh, this one, 
I don't know that we are perfectly aligned on this, but here is, um, I think we're a little, your, your campus, Joe, you're a little bit more further down the road than we are. I think uh, for those of you that don't know my art backstory, like we reorganized our multi-site structure about a year and a half ago. And that's when we started moving towards alignment. So we still have a lot of catch up to do. Um, when it comes to follow-up, it's something that we are all really committed to because it matters. It matters a lot. Um, you don't want a student or family entering your ministry and then all of a sudden there's just, they don't hear anything from you and there's no connection. Because um, we talk a lot about like the priority of discipleship and that requires a relationship and a relationship requires follow-up, right? Uh, 100%. Yeah, if you've ever been on a date and there was no follow-up, you're like, oh, that didn't go so well. <laughs> That is such a good example. <laughs> such a good example. Yeah, or someone you oh, text man. someone and then there's like no response. It doesn't feel good. You let people like follow up. Um, <laughs> so here's yeah. a few things that we do uh, for our follow up process. One is that um, first through the through the lens of like a new family, uh, we have a check in process and we think through like students who come with their family generally there's a parent that fills out a card or our online registration which we covered in um, our last episode if you want to hear more about that and then there's also those students that come with a friend so we just have a real simple little uh, card you fill out and usually some kind of fun thing you get um, and then there's that connection into a small group and I think small groups are the secret sauce of follow-up because now you have a person who knows who knows what you look like knows your name and is starting to get to know a little bit about you um, I think that that connection with the small group leader is so important um, and then if you're you're new uh, you've got like a card after you after you come for a visit people love mail students love mail um, and if you're working with like middle schoolers and not, not a lot of them are or should be, it depends on how old they are on social media or they don't all have phones. So it's harder to do like that text, um, hey, thanks for visiting type of a thing with the younger students. So I've, I'm a big fan of mailing things um, when there's a follow up to parents like, hey, thanks for, um, thanks for bringing your daughter. It was so great to meet her and then a little connection there. Um, so I know, and then yeah. follow up with students you haven't seen in a while. Yes, yeah. That might be where we want to land a little bit, spend a little bit of time. Yes, for sure. Because that's 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 the thing with follow up. We talk, you know, assimilation. You're talking primarily about new new students and yeah. getting them connected. But follow up goes into not just following up with those new individuals, but like I said students you haven't seen in a while so yeah, yeah go, go ahead parse that out a bit what yeah. what does that look like for you guys so there's all that stuff you do that we talked about for new students but then the part of follow-up is okay they've been around a while or they've been around a long while um what how do you follow up with them uh, one of the things that i love to do is make friends with people that are really good at processes and I've come to love what we call kind of like a missing an action list. And we don't publicly like post this or talk about it much. Uh, but there's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, language. In, an insider conversation uh, where you use your database and you use your attendance and you look to see like who haven't you seen in a long time, who hasn't been in a small group in a while, who went on a trip last year that um, hasn't come to anything since then. Um, and then figuring out what is that like next step 
into connection or community with them, um, whether it's a phone call or, um, you know, calling the parent or, or a text, depending, and just, just like making notice that, hey, we missed you. Um, so your database, keeping track of attendance, who's missing, and then some kind of list of students that, and families that you're like, hey, we haven't heard from in a while. And then making some kind of process to your friend, whatever that is. Make friends with someone who's good at your database that can signal some kind of process that, hey, have you called this? Have you called them? Have you emailed them? And there's some like step-by-step -step thing that happens. Um, so that's a little bit about what we do. Database is huge. Knowing how to use it is huge. And some kind of cue or signal of someone's missing. What about you guys? What's like what you're really good at systems and processes? Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I appreciate it. You know, I think that um, as I've shared before, we have a team this year who's more than ever working specifically on assimilation and follow up. And naturally, in doing so, your your first step is working more on the assimilation end. And then we're we're nailing down follow up. And the, the thing I'm excited about is the guy from our student ministry team who's leading out that particular sub sub team, his campus is phenomenal at follow up. You know, I'm hoping that we're able to kind of translate that into student ministry uh, a little bit more. Currently, follow-up process for us, you know, without getting too much into our next question, I'll let that be teed up. Um, you know, it is being intentionally mindful of those who are present in your environments and having proactive conversations, whether with students or leaders uh, or other staff about where they're at. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot that we need to grow in in this area. And I don't, um, as frustrated as I get without being able to give more to the listener now, I think it's good for transparency's sake. Um, and for a listener who hears this, be like, oh, let me, let me speak into that. Um, but we are, we're all works in progress and works of grace. So, um, I think one thing that, uh, I've noticed as one, as a mom, I have kids that are old enough to be in student ministry. And, um, I remember my daughter during this, like last six months that we've been in this kind of quarantine pandemic, whatever, um, she's heard from her leader. She goes to young life with her school, um, her young life leader, like sent her a postcard. And then last week, she's like, hey, my Young Life leader texted me. It was two touches in six months. And do you know how I felt about it? Yeah, Super yeah, yeah, yeah. happy. Like, I wasn't like, oh, you only contact. I know. I was like, oh, you got a postcard. Oh, she texted you. That a lot of times, I think with our leaders, we're like, um, sometimes they think they're not doing enough. And yeah, we would, of course, we would love them to do more. But don't minimize the small touches of, um, that that you're doing and how much it means to a parent and how long they remember it That's but good. um so let's break down the follow-up process a little bit more joe what roles for uh for you do small group leaders interns or students have in the yeah i think process? that is one of so great you, that perspective you bring as a parent because i think that's it even brings relief for myself i'm just like oh yeah like even the small things matter even if i can't text a kid every day you know, or every week or something like that, that, that small thing, that small things matter. And, um, I even thought about it where our, our last episode, that conversation, um, I don't think it, it came up, but just even knowing a kid's name, I can't tell you how often some students have either been hurt 
by the fact that somebody just kept forgetting their name and asking them for their name and how many students have felt so alive because you saw them in the hallway, you smile and like, Hey Claire, so good to see you. Glad you're back. And they're just like, Oh, I, I belong here. And so as complicated as we make things at times, you know, there is a joy and assurance in knowing it's so simple, but, um, and I think that's where it has to start, though, with our, our leaders and our students in their roles. They have to know the, the value of the role that they have and the impact that, that that role can have in following up with people, in reaching out to people and sending a text and remembering names, uh, because the work of ministry is so heavy and can feel so daunting. And when you're dealing with people's um, just different issues and problems and situations that pop up, uh, to realize that, man, there is still a lot of good that has being done and that you can be a part of. And sometimes that is just even in the simplest thing is sending a text, sending a postcard. Um, and so for us, you know, having them students involved, we've had students involved with, you know, periodically, probably once every six or so weeks, they come in um, uh, and they reach out to the, we pull the reports of students who haven't come in three weeks, six weeks, however long, um, and they reach out to them. Uh, and usually they'll sit in like our common area outside of our office or uh, in one of our offices with us. And as they're going through names, we're kind of going through with them. And sometimes we know like, Oh yeah. And like, yeah, that student had this going on or, or whatnot. And we're able to kind of contextualize it in a way that still honors privacy and, uh, and whatnot, but more so in, in even learning from students, they're like, Oh yeah, wait a minute. I know this person. They go to school with me. I'll just send them a text right now. And you're like, Oh, sweet. That's cool. Um, and then obviously with leaders, you know, again, the vision and the value behind them following up and knowing like, hey, guys, as much as it, it, it's difficult at times for, uh, you know, for us to take the time out, text kids or even frustrating because you text them and they don't text you back um, and you just feel ghosted and you feel like, all right, does it even matter? Um, there are we, we know the power of personal invite. And the power of just that personal connection. And so um, reminding them of how valuable that is. And Gina, even you said, you know, at the top of this, like, hey, if you've ever texted someone, they haven't texted you back or you went on a date and there's no follow up. Like that can stink. That can hurt. Um, but to get to those heart connections for people. So our, our leaders, um, we ask them, hey, follow up we, uh, with students. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. And continue to remind them of that, um, you know. If you can look at your roster uh, of students every every week, every month, and just say, "Hey, um, why hasn't this student been here? Do I know why?" Um, and if, if you can at least answer why, I think that's a good start. Um, because if you can't, that means you don't have connection with them. If you can answer why, I'm like, "Oh yeah, they were sick this week. They had a bunch of homework. They had practice going on." Um, but that, that role. And so one of the ways we practically uh, encourage leaders to do that too is that, hey, every week as your students head out a group, just real quick, um, you know, stay in the room and you, you and your co-leader text the students who weren't there that night. And sometimes, um, you know, other kids in the group, when they're in group, uh, you know, you're looking around, you're like, oh, hey, where, oh, where's Allie at tonight? I thought, I thought I, I thought she was said she was coming. It's like, oh, she has a ton of homework. And then you or your co-leader just text Allie right then in group and just be like, Hey, we miss you tonight. 
or it's been a while. We've heard you had a lot going on. So um, just those intentional things. But I think at times you, we as the leaders of the ministry um, have to continue to remind people of the simplicity, yet the value and importance of it, and not just assume it um, because it, it just leaves too much up to chance if we're not continually to cons- consistently communicate why it's important to follow up with our, our students, um, but to do so out of a the value conversation, because if it's just like, hey, I need you to follow up with your students, I need you to follow up with your students, I need you to follow up with your students, it just becomes like another thing to do. But if you're like, hey, as a leader, I know that you care and shepherd your students and you want to see them grow in Christ and so on, and it's difficult for them to do so when they're not present, you know, are we being present in their life even when they're not able to be here? And what does that look like? Because that bridges a gap for the gospel to continue to change their lives. And so that's kind of the multifaceted, um, you know, role. Obviously, you plug kids in to help out with different things, writing stuff, writing texts, interns do that. Leaders have hopped in and helped out with that. But yeah, what about you guys? Um, What does it look like for you to have students, interns, leaders, a part of the follow-up process? Joe, you mentioned earlier that if you can answer why, it means you have a connection with them. I think that's huge. So I think part of that, that's training, training your leaders to like, here's a roster and why it's important. It's just not names yes. on a list. It's it's names on a list, you know? Yeah, like, I hear you. It's people. Yeah. It's people in connection. Um, I mean, just a real simple ways, one with leader training with a small, small group leaders, just kind of casting the vision that we want every kid to have a connection to be followed up with. So trying to make that easy for them, like um, helping remind leaders like birthday cards, are you connecting with them? Such an easy win, a yeah. birthday card. Um, Christmas time, an easy touch point, whether it's a small gift or just a card in the mail, it's an easy point of connection with the student or their, or their entire family. Um, you can send a family Christmas card. Then there's like that pre and post um, event or camp or retreat connection. Like, Hey, I'm so excited to hang out with you this week at camp or winter retreat or whatever that is. It's that, that pre and then that post, like um, connecting over coffee after retreat to just debrief it and have that follow-up conversation, which might help fuel that next step in their discipleship journey. Um, Prayer request, leveraging that, listening to prayer requests. If someone mentions they have exams and they're stressed about it, uh, text them because they have exams and they're stressed about it. When someone's vulnerable and sharing, like follow up in that way to the things that you're hearing. Um, Following up on social media, not in a weird, like I'm stalking you way, but as in, hey, you posted about this and how's that going? and then helping leaders to be successful with like kids that you haven't seen in a while, like what you mentioned with like texting students, not out of guilt or shame, but out of, hey, we missed you, you matter. How's it going? Um, checking in, uh, like you mentioned, setting a, aside time at the end of the night to fill out a postcard or send a text to some of the students that you haven't seen in a while. Um, so I love that. And one of the reasons why I keep talking about like database and stuff is, um, my one of the my coworkers says this a lot that data doesn't have emotion it just tells the truth yeah uh, which is why i think it so matters to you know do just the the work of taking attendance and paying attention to rosters and looking at who signed up for yeah. events or not because um, it just helps you to see how connected someone is which can really guide that follow-up conversation to be fruitful if that makes sense 
Yeah. I think the, the importance to me is like in some of those things that you said, it, it ultimately we're modeling, we're modeling Christ to students. We're modeling the church to students. And it really gives follow-up really gives an opportunity for us as staff and for leaders and down the line to practice what we preach. Um, you know, when it talks about going after the, the, the one leaving the 99, like, go, like we get it actually practice it when we're showing up in the life of a student and we get up on stage and we say, Hey, you matter here, but they didn't know they matter even when they're not there. Uh, and so I, I, I think it's a follow-up is key and thinking through some real practical things as you were sharing, Gina, uh, for anybody who's listening, whether you're the, the lead central person or any campus, I would ask yourself the question, do your leaders know the value of following up? Do you consistently share the vision and value of following up? Um, do you champion those stories? Um, and do you yourself do it, you know, with your leaders? You know, hey, you were telling me last week about this situation in small group. How, how'd that go? Um, or even like when you have had a, a student uh, uh, share about self-harm. You know, if a, our, our leaders, our practice, if a student shares anything like that, they come to... To, to me or a staff member. And then I, we reach out to the parent, we work with that leader, but I've, I've got to follow up with the leader, let them know, Hey, this is how the conversation with the parent and so on and so forth. But also I got to follow up the leader two, three days after and just say, Hey, how are, how are you doing? Cause that's, that's heavy to lead, you know, with a student, especially if it's that first time for a leader having to do so. Um, but modeling that to them is exactly what we want to see them model back to, to the students. And so, for those of you listening, take the moment and really kind of, you know, as follow-up seems like, I think sometimes it gets thrown to the side a little bit because it is difficult and it's nuanced. Um, and there's so much else going on with preparing for a weekly message and programming. What's the fun element and all this stuff. And then campus life and what does the whole team need across multi-site, but really, uh, you know, just evaluate what needs to change about follow-up and then the practical things. So you talk about birthday cards and whatnot. That, we can provide that for our leaders and we should. If you're like, hey, how can I get an intern or a student more involved? Man, you know, there are free free things on Canva and Easel and whatnot. There's already pre-existing templates that you can take five minutes or anybody who's um, been you know, on a computer in the last two decades can easily figure out um, and get those printed up and print them up for your leaders and make them available. Put them in the room, stamp them. You know, like make it the easiest thing possible to equip people. That's a real practical thing to do. But um, Gina, I appreciate appreciate your heart and appreciate your your thought in this. And you know, like I said at the top, you know, a sequel often has a lot of the things that you loved about the original. So this is a sequel to the assimilation episode. Um, and so let's finish with what the people love and what you love. Your magic wand question. A magic wand question. Yes. Wait, I'm going to ask you this, okay? You yeah, ready? Hit me with it. Okay, as we get ready to land this plane, Joe. All right, here you go. When I ask you my favorite question, you can wave a magic wand and fix something about your follow-up process. What is it? <laughs> uh, giving a better answer to the question, hey, what's your current follow-up process? <laughs> um my, I think one, it's, it would be, it would still be hand in hand with my assimilation one. And that is like a, a better, um, 
better cohesion with the database and the execution of um, of the follow-up process. Um, but man, this is tough because I feel like there's so much I could answer for this. Um, but I would say this, a better connection point with parents as part of the follow-up process. Um, I, 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 I think that it's easy in some regard for myself or someone to like follow up with a student because relationally there's already a lot of connection there, but, um, student uh, parents are the driving force in the student's life in a lot of ways. Um, and I feel like they're very absent in my process with parents and it's not their fault because I'm not being proactive with it to begin with. So my magic wand moment would be to address and fix um, what the parent aspect of follow-up looks like. So, um, Gina, the wand has been passed. <laughs> okay. Well, if assimilation is belonging, which we covered a lot in our last episode, uh, my hope for follow-up is that you're glad you belong, that you don't like yeah. regret it. Um, it's like, hey, you're in the family, and then you're not like, oh man, this dysfunctional family. I don't even, you know. <laughs> what did I commit um, myself but, to? <laughs> yeah, but my magic wand is that every student would be in a small group where they are just like, oh, I feel at home here. And if we do follow up well, the student's gonna feel at home here. That's good. That's good. You know, and Gina, you know what made me think of is. You've, you've shared this in the last episode and, and in this episode as well. Of, um, we're thinking about the end game in mind with them of like, what are we pointing them to? What do we want to see them grow in? And I think if you do follow up well, it gives you more to follow up with down the line, right? You follow up and they feel like they have a sense of belonging. Now I'm following up and see where you're growing. Now I'm following up and seeing, hey, I, you know, what, what friends are you looking to impact with the gospel? Now I'm following up and seeing, you know, what mission trip are you looking to go on and following up and see where's God leading you in your life? And so great follow-up leads to even further follow-up as kids are faithfully following the Lord. So that's, that's good. That's good, Gina. Thank you so much. Um, guys, thank you for tuning in. I, we all, we hope this conversation has been encouraging to you. And as always, if you have any questions about what we've shared, reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to have further conversation with you or man, you heard something that we're working on and you feel like you can help us get unstuck. We are always open and looking to learn more. And so uh, follow us on Multi Multi Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you follow us, we'd love to follow you back and see what God is doing in and through your multi-site team. Uh, and until next time, I bid you a farewell. Bye. Bye.